This is Chapter 3, Unexpected Grace, from The Miracle of the Christmas Child, written by Penelope J. Stokes. The old woman sat in the courtyard and watched as the sunrise painted brilliant colors across the eastern sky. Her husband still tossed and snored in the bed they had shared for more than 50 years, but sleep eluded her. Yet it wasn't her husband's restlessness that kept her awake. The truth was, she welcomed his snoring. It was the only sound he was capable of making, and in the night it reassured her that he was still beside her. No, sleeplessness derived from a different source, a deep reservoir of joy in life that stirred within her. After all these years, after all the prayers, after all the anguish and frustration and near despair, at long last, a child filled her womb, a son. Elizabeth had slept little since the day Zachariah had come home mute from the temple and laboriously written out the story of the angel's announcement. She had never been so glad that her husband had taught her to read. Certainly, she was blessed by her knowledge of the law, but how much more blessed by this revelation. She had gone to him immediately, and their love that night reminded her of the passion and glory of their early years together. The very next day, she knew in a way only a woman can know that she was, indeed, with child. And from that moment on, she had been reluctant to sleep, not wanting to miss a minute of the miracle these past six months. As the morning light grew stronger, she looked down at her hands folded in her lap, ancient hands spotted with age and crinkled like old parchment. She ran her fingers over her face, tracing the familiar wrinkles that years had left behind. She couldn't deny the truth. She was an old, old woman, but she didn't feel old, not any longer. A new vibrancy coursed through her veins. Her step was lighter, her joints more flexible. She felt wonderful, like a young woman again. Instead of waiting for death to claim her, she looked forward to each new day. She daydreamed about the future, what her son would look like, what strengths he would inherit from her and from his father. Her husband had been adamant the boy's name was to be John. Elizabeth didn't understand why. There were no Johns in their family lineage, but Zachariah was the one, after all, who had had the encounter with the angel. Who was she to question? And if truth be told, she didn't care one bit what the child's name would be. She simply wanted him to be whole and happy and lead a long and prosperous life. The child kicked within her womb, and Elizabeth leaped with the movement. She laid a hand over her midsection and smiled. Easy, my John, which she murmured. You'll be out into the world soon enough. She began to sing to him the ancient tune of one of David's songs. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So will I bless you as long as I live. Perhaps it was her imagination, but Elizabeth thought she felt the child in her womb moving in time to the music, praising within her, lifting silent hallelujahs to the Almighty, without a voice, singing and dancing in worship before the Lord. But soon enough, he would have his voice. He would be a great man of God, Zechariah had told her, empowered with the spirit of Elijah to prepare the way for the coming Messiah. 
But what did that mean? Was he to become a priest in the temple, offering sacrifices and tending to the holy fires, as his father had done for so long? Or did God have another calling for her son, something neither of them could yet imagine? And, the most important question of all, did this mean that Elizabeth and Zechariah would live to see the coming of the Messiah? It was a question Elizabeth hadn't asked in many years. Every daughter of Sarah prayed that her son might be the anointed one of God. Elizabeth had held that same hope for herself, but it had been so long, and in the time the dream had vanished like morning mist on the hills of Judea, burned off by some hot sun of reality. Now the hope had returned. Not only Elizabeth's long-delayed desire to bear a child, but an even greater hope, the anticipation of the promised Savior who was to come. It wouldn't be her John. Zachariah had been very clear on that point. But if John was to be the forerunner, the messenger, did that not mean that the Messiah was, at last, on the way? Perhaps, at this very moment, some other woman sat in her courtyard and watched the same sunrise, overwhelmed by the glory that had been bestowed upon her. Perhaps Elizabeth might one day meet the mother of the Messiah, and together they could share the wonders of this unexpected grace. But even if she didn't, the bond between them remained. In the meantime, she would pray every day for that woman and for that child that she carried. 